Chapter Seventeen of the Sealed Message by Fergus Hume. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Seventeen, as in a looking glass. The next afternoon, Gerald was in London. All the way up in the train, he had reflected upon the extraordinary events which had transferred Mavis from the keeping of Major Rebb to his own. In spite of surrounding dangers, and these were great, he was not at all downcast mavis had been protected so far and he made sure that she would be protected to the end which in this case meant marriage with him the major would never believe that haskins had anything to do with the girl's flight though he certainly might suspect arnold but if arnold were traced to exeter where he intended to stay to avert suspicion nothing could be learned likely to incriminate him mavis had already gone down to exmouth in sammy lee's barge and that faithful fellow swore that he could procure her a passage to the thames in a coaster owned by a comrade in whom he could implicitly trust things were therefore right so far and gerald's spirits were high he had every reason to feel happy mavis was deeply in love with him and once major rebb was circumvented as it appeared he would be there would be no one else to interfere with the progress of his suit before the end of the year gerald hoped that he would be able to introduce his beautiful bride to his london friends and place her in a position warranted by her wealth it would not have been human if haskins had not remembered that mavis was an heiress but in justice to him it must be admitted that his love was for the girl and not for her money welcome as it was to a young man who liked the pleasant things of this life gerald would have been contented to take mavis without a sixpence nevertheless it was not disagreeable to find that she was bringing six thousand a year along with her also gerald was human enough to desire a certain amount of revenge on major rebb for his behaviour rebb certainly should be punished for the infamous way in which he had treated the girl hitherto everything had gone as he desired but with the finding of the cylinder came the change in rebb's fortunes now he had a determined young man to deal with who would be less easy to manage than an unsophisticated girl haskins chuckled as he thought how angry rebb would be when mavis free from the slur on her sanity and from the wicked charge which he was striving to fasten on her came forth boldly to face the world then the luxurious major as mrs geary prophesied reduced to his five or six hundred a year would no longer be able to indulge in motor-cars or in such like luxuries when haskins next evening went to bloomsbury to see mrs pelham he felt very satisfied mavis was on her way to london and would arrive at gravesend in two days her pursuers had been thrown off the track and a bombshell with regard to the will was being prepared by todd macandrew gerald had not seen him yet but he expected to meet him at the flat of the old actress and then could arrange for certain steps to be taken in the interests of mavis all things considered everything was going excellently and gerald entered into the presence of mrs pelham with a very cheerful air that astute lady remarked his beaming face she was as usual reclining on the sofa in an effective attitude waiting until ten o'clock which was the hour at which she usually went to the belver theatre to fetch back her adopted daughter she had been reading the evening paper but threw it aside with an air of relief when haskins was announced i am so glad to see you said mrs pallamoden there is positively nothing in the papers dear me mr haskins you have the air of a bridegroom nothing in the papers echoed gerald his bright face growing grave do you mean to say that the murder is not reported and he took up the globe to skim the columns murder 
cried mrs palamoden in the low thrilling tone of lady macbeth to what dastardly deed do you refer the woman who watched mavis durham has been stabbed to the heart a couple of days ago alas for your comedy cried the actress it has changed into a tragedy what of the girl herself she is a fugitive the police are looking for her mrs palamoden screamed melodramatically is she accused yes and colour is lent to the accusation by the scandal of major rebb who as i told you spread the report that she was insane mrs palamoden gave a second scream and flung up her hand hold she cried in her deep voice do i understand that this unfortunate young woman has given way to her mania and has murdered no one i tell you she is not insane snapped haskins tartly but the corpse account for the corpse i can't unless rebb himself murdered the woman so as to get mavis placed in an asylum and so be free to enjoy her money mrs palamoden rose and walked to and fro with a nervous shudder less feigned than real although theatrical instinct made her accentuate it i don't love major rebb she said after a pause i think i told you that before all the same he would never never go so far as crime he has gone as far as that already retorted haskins stretching out his long legs and looking gloomily at the carpet what do you call keeping that girl's money from her and shutting her up but criminal still if he had reasons good reasons he had none either good or bad dear mrs palamoden gerald rose and laid his hand on the old woman's arm hear what i have to say this is the time when you can show yourself my friend by protecting one who is dear to me the actress recoiled powerfully affected and very genuinely i cannot mix myself up in a crime she faltered you will not be doing so if you substitute mavis for charity as you suggested when i was last here oh mrs palamoden clasped her pretty withered hands and stepped back a pace to be more dramatic think of the scandal there will be no scandal my name will be brought into disrepute and let me tell you mr haskins that my name both on and off the stage is above reproach i am quite sure of that else i certainly should not ask you to take charge of the woman i hope to make my wife you will marry her still of course of course said haskins impatiently i love her more than ever and even if i loved her less i am not the man to desert a woman when she needs help so sorely you are as i know very chivalrous and you are as i know the kindest-hearted woman in the world a fool a fool i fear like all kind-hearted women no were you a fool i should not ask you to carry out this plot as it is mavis is coming to london and i want you to get charity married at once and to place mavis at the belver theatre for the dance mrs palamoden looked distinctly nervous carried away by her theatrical instincts and by admiration for gerald's chivalry to say nothing of the interest she felt in his love affair as a woman much less sentimental would have done she had proposed the plot without thinking that she would be taken seriously yet here was a young man whom she admired actually asking her to lend herself to a fantastical mode of concealment such as had never to her knowledge been seen off the stage her dramatic instinct impelled her to yield 
but her common sense warned her against mixing herself up in a murder committed by a lunatic dear boy she said genuinely distressed it really is impossible you proposed it mrs palamoden muttered gerald sorely disappointed for if this actress did not help him how was he to conceal mavis from the persecutions of rep i did not think that you would take me at my word she faltered and after all mr haskins major rebb might find out i don't think so i don't see how he could if he comes to the theatre he will see the girl he believes to be charity dancing but is this mavis durham really so like my girl they might be sisters they might be twins it would take you all your time to find the difference between them mrs palamoden oh that is impossible she retorted sharply no when you see mavis i am not going to see mavis gerald rose he had thrown himself down when she so persistently refused in that case i must apologize for taking up your time and see what other way i can save this innocent girl you are sure that she is innocent as sure as i am that you are a kind woman mrs palamoden smiled that is very clever of you said she you appeal to my weakest side which is vanity come sit down again and tell me all about this dreadful murder will you assist me if i do at least i won't betray you rejoined the actress evasively and arranged herself gracefully on the sofa begin i hang upon your every word and she cast a glance at an imaginary audience to mark the effect of the speech thinking that she might yield for he had certainly aroused her curiosity gerald related all that had taken place mrs palamoden quite lost her stage airs and graces so taken up was she with the narrative so you see that arnold believes in mavis's innocence as much as i do and you believe also mrs palamoden i see it in your eyes the actress closed them my eyes tell what my tongue would hide she remarked in measured tones yes i admit that your story puts the matter in a new light i really think that i must assist this poor creature who is being persecuted by a cruel world bless you for a good woman muttered gerald kissing her hand she pulled it away don't make a mistake i am playing to the gallery she said with an artificial laugh if mavis is proved guiltless and you marry her with her income it will be a great advertisement for me and perhaps added mrs palamoden with emphasis it may bring back to the public in a worthy fashion the name of one who was their idol for many many brilliant and successful years on the other hand if this girl really is insane and guilty you will have acted in a way which no other woman would have done and your conscience will reward you i prefer the loaves and fishes said the actress smiling moreover i admit that i am curious to see this girl who as you say is so like charity mavis came from india yes according to major rebb who declares that her mother died in bombay when mavis was born charity according to the juggler's wife who was told by the ayah was born in simla mrs palamoden frowned and then waved her hand there can be no relationship between the two girls i think that there will be when we learn the truth major rebb will not tell it oh yes he will when i prove mavis guiltless and force him to give up the money 
sooner than remain in ignorance i shall ask mavis to bribe him into confession mrs palamoden thought for a few moments being as sharp as a needle to see the pounds shillings and pence side of things mr haskins she finally remarked this likeness may be a freak of nature we have heard of such things before quite so but so exact a likeness as this can only come from the two girls being born of the same mother well you seem to be so certain that they are mr haskins that for the sake of argument we will grant it in that case and presuming that major rebb confesses such is the case charity certainly ought to have half the income i quite agree with you rejoined the young man unhesitatingly and i am quite sure that if we can prove their relationship mavis being guided by me will be quite ready to hand over three thousand a year to charity that would only be fair mrs palamoden hopped off the sofa very much excited now you talk common sense you show me in which way my duty lies i am willing to see this girl and to help her against her enemies hum mrs palamoden pressed her fan to her lips even three thousand a year for charity might be earned too dearly i can say no more than that i'll see her i am shrewd in reading characters and i can easily tell if mavis is insane or deceitful or bloodthirsty gerald laughed when he thought of his beautiful love mavis is none of the three you will be ashamed of your suspicions when you see her angel face i know that angel face said mrs palamoden dryly it is a very useful mask in some cases to cloak wicked designs well i am going to the theatre soon macandrew is there and will come back with me and charity can i come to supper no said mrs palamoden quickly you must leave the matter in my hands to explain i like the centre of the stage you know and all the limelight that i can obtain you will speak to todd and charity yes and will do my best to obtain their consent i'll let you know by post what they say provided added the actress with emphasis that you will not see mr macandrew in the meantime why not i want to ask him one thing at a time if this plot is to be carried through i must have the sole handling of it so i do not wish you and mr macandrew to discuss the matter if they are agreeable to marry and slip away quietly out of the kingdom leaving mavis to take charity's place at the belver theatre i shall let you know then when this girl arrives in london wire me when you will bring her she must stop here but the people of the house will see two charities remonstrated gerald and as an account of the crime will be in the papers mavis may be given away by some of your servants mrs palamoden nodded True she said with her sharp eyes on the carpet well then you must take mavis to your rooms worse and worse reb would hear of it there is mr macandrew's office of course yes mrs palamoden dropped her fan with an air of decision take mavis there closely veiled i shall bring charity also veiled should we settle to carry through this plot i can arrange for charity to board somewhere and mavis can come back here as charity and then oh it's all right i begin to see my way good night good night and thank you your kindness will not be unrewarded no she laughed 
three thousand a year is worth working for i don't believe that you think of that not solely of course i want to help you and to see you happy also i am very sorry for this poor girl and major rebb is a man i hate but the three thousand a year for charity also forms an element mixed motives you understand very mixed so once more good night gerald took his departure very much cheered at having brushed away another obstacle from the path which was to lead mavis to the altar he knew that mrs palamoden was both a clever and an obstinate woman and although he did not credit her with money-grubbing yet he felt convinced that she would not surrender charity's chance of getting three thousand a year if she could help it since she would indirectly participate in such good fortune also todd for the same reason would be anxious to assist though todd was not a miser either on the whole haskins was very satisfied and having done all that he could do he waited patiently for the arrival of the seamew at gravesend with mavis on board the boat was late as the weather did not prove propitious gerald went to gravesend and walked about the streets of that dull seaport in a frenzy of impatience finally he was undeservedly rewarded for to the hotel where he was stopping he had given sammy lee the address at exeter came a lean bright-eyed captain with mavis in charge the girl was closely veiled and plainly dressed in some dark material it would not do for her to attract attention seeing that england was ringing with the murder of which she was accused and with her strange escape sammy lee's mate proved to be a very pleasant little man who confided to gerald that sammy had told him all and that he did not believe in the guilt of his passenger for one moment she's as pretty as a picture and as true as steel and as innocent as a dove said the poetical captain and if that reb beast hurts her well then i'll have him shanghaied on board the seamew and do for him after which with a nod he departed the lovers had no time to talk at the hotel as gerald had wired at once to todd and they were expected in london but in the train haskins secured a first-class carriage to themselves they had a long conversation and learned to know one another even better if that were possible and in spite of her danger mavis was happy in the company of her adored fairy prince as to gerald he could only worship her so gentle and innocent and lovely did she seem on arriving in london they drove with mavis again veiled to todd's chancery lane office and were shown into the inner room here were todd and mrs palamoden and charity also veiled the two girls looked at one another and unveiled as by impulse then as in a looking-glass cried mrs palamoden wonderful marvellous here indeed is material for a new comedy of errors End of chapter seventeen